Welcome back to the Drew Brina Show. We're a counseling intern and nurse growing with therapeutic tools for a holistic life and marriage. Hey, I thought at first that you had that memorized, but now I realize you have notes up on your computer. I was going to give you the benefit oh, of the doubt. Oh, there's notes but... on there? <laughs> oh, I but didn't even yes. know I had those up. I yeah, know. no, I definitely. Everything on this podcast is read off a script. No, it's not. Drew's almost not a counseling intern. How much time do you have left? Uh, Until September? Uh, Drew. No, August <laughs> August uh, 18th, I think. March, March, April, May, June, July, August. Six months from now, we're going to have to update that. Instead of it saying counseling intern. I'll be a counseling associate. Exactly. Because it'll be another internship, <laughs> but this one yeah, will be more professional. Yeah, it'll be more official. Yeah. That is exciting. Well, yeah, I'm yep. really happy to be back. Uh, Drew and I decided that we're going to do it every other week, um, just permitting his time. Yeah. <laughs> which is none. I'm a busy man. Except for the last two weeks, you've been on spring break. Yeah. What did you Woo. do on spring break? Just sat in my cave the whole time i played a lot of red dead redemption too Mm -hmm. such a good game oh my gosh i know i'm like four years late to the party i actually (laughs) played it when it first came out but i just revisited it because i saw some videos about it on youtube and it's just like oh it's such a cool game and it makes me excited to move back to texas okay so what's the game like a very short yeah the the premise of the game is you're basically an outlaw gunslinger in the Wild West, mm-hmm. in the early, early, early 1900s. Oh, okay, okay. What, what are you waving at? Just look at me. What we Hi. I want to look. I want you to look at me. Yeah, right I know. Now. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this, 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 this. All the lights and whistles. ADHD. Production lights. is a full time job. Yeah. That too. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're a gunslinger. <sighs> Maybe I could rotate my there chair. There you go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> all right. Um. So, you're a gunslinger in the Wild West. Main character's name's Arthur Morgan. And you're part <laughs> of this gang where you're just you're robbing banks and trains, trying to get your score so you can all move to Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're just doing quests along the way, but the story is really amazing. And it's really character-driven. It's just as much of a, like a movie as it is a game. Mm. Like, it's a full narrative experience maybe even more so you're more invested because it probably takes like close to like you know 50 hours of gameplay of your life yeah so it's like when you could be going to the beach it's like reading a long novel (laughs) you know what i mean like where when you give that much time to a character you actually care about them you know yeah i'm not really a video games girl girl never have been i've just kind of watched how it's just taken over people's lives, and it certainly I just can. don't like it. Yeah, it I think there's better can. times to use your time, better ways to use your time. But also, I understand video games are cool. Like I like playing Mario Kart, and yeah, yeah, you're more into it when there's like social component to it. Yeah, I like it to kind of just escape. Yeah, play, play virtual golf or play. Yeah, but it's like I mean, of course, I'd rather play golf in person. But right. It's like, don't always have the time or because it's such a time commitment. Yeah. I can play 18 holes in 25 minutes on Xbox, but (laughs) 
it takes you know it's like a four plus hour ordeal to yeah. play in, in real life not i don't know feel yeah. kind of guilty saying that but yeah i don't know yeah speaking of work i feel like that's all i've done <laughs> the last two weeks while drew's on spring break yeah it probably feels worse because i'm like, yeah you're just sleeping in chilling. every day till like late and then i'm just like text you and i'm like hello are you awake and you're like not and i don't know i just yeah i don't know working i don't know i wanted to i keep keep saying that i wanted to talk about like the emotions behind it real quick like because we've been in this season of like working really hard other people can relate of what that feels like so just being like a season where you're just grinding yes personally i just like to talk about like what it makes us feel because for me it's really it's been really lonely because yeah. you're in meetings and internship and RBT and all this stuff and I am at home a lot after work and so I work like 8 30 to 5 45 and then I come home and I'm alone and I'm just like watching shows or like having dinner by myself which is fine for so for like a time but it's been a while yeah and so it's kind of taken a toll on me where I'm also starting to realize that I'm starting to have some social anxiety because when I start to go out now, it takes more energy from me. Mm. Whereas before that wasn't the case. I actually enjoyed being out and about and hanging out with friends. But I think because I'm almost not used to it anymore, it's taking more than it's giving sometimes. Mm. And I don't know if that's just like a season, if that goes away with time and energy, but and like to give back to myself. But, um, yeah, right now it's, it's, it's just, it's difficult. It takes a lot from me and I'm such a people person. So that's been really interesting to wrap my head around. And then also I've just had a lot more anxiety, I think, because I'm alone and I have too much thought. I have too many thoughts that I'm not processing or when I am, we're not like having deep conversations about them because it's too much, like it's heavy. Yeah. And what's not at the right time, it's either super early or super late. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I was just like, how do you feel? Because I'm feeling some sad stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you're also, this is the first time like in your professional life that you've worked like in Monday through Friday, eight to five. Yeah. You know. Um, Ellie. Um. We're keeping a close eye on Zelly because he ran really hard yesterday at the <laughs> yeah. and his pee was dark brown. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. But no, I mean, it's the first time in your professional life that you've worked like a, you know, eight hour days, five days a week. And it is a grind. It yeah. like, it takes your life. It, it steals, unless you really love your job and there's like a lot of flexibility in it, then an eight to five is like soul crushing to be, I don't know. But then it's also, again, it's not all about the job per se. It's just like, yeah. if I were to come home to a spouse at the end of the day, at the end of the night, knowing that I have true, some expectation true. of something to look forward to. Yeah, it's like you work all day be and better. then you come home and then I'm coming uh-huh. back from internship and then going to work more. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just like not, I'm not interacting with anybody. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's going to help us not take it for granted in the future i know you know but that's another thing that's one silver lining is it's propelling me to want to get to that faster because i'm so like miserable to be honest 
Like, I just don't feel like in my heart, I don't feel great. Like with all the working and well, no, our not, schedules. It's, you know, it's not really just the, it's not really about no, the I work. No, I mean working and our schedules yeah. not being compatible and being yeah. ships in the night. Yeah. That's just not compatible in a marriage end story, you yeah. know? And so it's like making me want to look forward into the future. And that's hard in itself because I want to be present living here until we move. And so it's just been hard for me. And I just, yeah, the last two weeks have been really difficult. Yeah. And it's not just like, it's not, I mean, there's other factors to it too that I'm not like disclosing, but yeah. That's a huge one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard because, like for me, working a lot, I'm more stressed, but I'm less anxious. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, there's more stress in terms of like there's more to do, mm-hmm. like that I have to do to stay on top of things and manage my time, and and so like there's stress that's pro- propelling me to like stay present, yeah, and stuff. But and then the reason I say stress but not anxious is like hard work is like a good antidote for anxiety. Yeah, not it like takes your mind I'm not talking about things. clinical anxiety. I'm talking about like self-centered. What's going to happen to me? What are they thinking of me? What's you know? It's like because when you're working hard, your mind is more like outward focused on the work that you're doing. Yeah, and anxiety in its own nature is self-centered, and so right. I'm not saying that as like a values thing, like you're a self-centered person if you're anxious, but it's like working hard and grappling with the elements, you know, um, takes you out of yourself. And so in that regard, it's helped with anxiety. Also, it's like, oh, well, I'm working basically every, as much as I can. And then that takes the anxiety away from like, oh, but can I work more? It's like, hmm kind of impossible you know yeah and so like that respect yeah but then it's like other areas of my life including our marriage are imbalanced very imbalanced with you but not only with you like socially as well yeah it's like it's it's weird it's like not only a working hard season but it's like a it's a little bit of like a self-focused season where it's like i'm but with the end result of being a better husband, being a better professional, being a better provider, mm-hmm. being healthier. Yeah. So it's like those those um rewards that I get to reap later are the result of like working hard, working on my skills, developing my theoretical orientation, learning what it's like to push myself, um learning accountability with provision and then just like you know, working on my physical health, mental health, and sleep. It's like, it is selfish, but the core reason in my heart that I'm doing it is because I wanted to make me a more efficient steward of um, the gospel and of the gifts that God gave me so that I can be a better, be a better leader and be a better presence and be a more loving and wise presence in my home and in my workplace, in my community, in my church, in my family, in my friend group, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. It's just for a season, you know. 
right? And God keeps reminding me that you go through painful things for a purpose for it makes care- someone else character. and for yourself. And so I think I'm like, okay, so we just went through that really hard season that we alluded to last year, last podcast, how it was just mentally, we were just both really mentally ill and it just like wasn't, we weren't compatibly, we weren't working together as a team very well. Yeah. And not, so it was, yeah. What? I don't know. Mentally ill sounds uh, like, what would you we call it? We weren't mentally healthy. Yeah. Okay, mentally healthy. Yeah. Ill is the opposite of healthy. So, no, I, I mean technically, yeah, but there's <laughs> like the phrase mentally ill yeah. means something different. But literally, you're correct, yeah. yeah. Sorry, there's this dog hair on your mic. <laughs> okay. It's been bugging me. Okay. <laughs> so like uh, last year was difficult. It was really hard. And so I almost feel like this season is also <laughs> really difficult and hard. So it almost feels just like it's different. Yeah, I know. But like it feels different, hard. Yeah, it's not the same, but like it just feels like hard into hard, which makes it almost unbearable sometimes where you're just like, geez, like this is a lot, you know. Um, And maybe you don't feel that way, but I feel that way. No, I feel like every season is challenging. Yeah, in a different way. And like I've. I don't know. I've just kind of like let go that there's going to be ever a stress-free season. I guess I'm not really looking for a stress-free life. I'm just saying like a lot of stuff's, we went from a heavy, heavy stuff to more heavy stuff. Like yeah. financially being in a bind, right. emotionally being in a bind because our life is imbalanced with social interaction. So it, it just feels weird. And I, and I'm, I don't know what to make of it, but I know it'll be used is what I'm trying to get to Yeah, is the pain. There's pain last season and it turned into a purpose I'm starting to see now. And then now I'm like, Oh shoot. I'm already doing the same. I'm in it again where there's pain and sure. Maybe it's not like physical pain or heart pain, but it, it's mental pain for me. You know, I've never really felt some of the things I'm feeling. I'm feeling recently and so then i'm having to be like okay again this pain will be turned into purpose but like it takes time and effort and it takes unraveling it and searching your heart and still doing the work in the midst of it Mm -hmm. so i don't know i've just felt the weight recently yeah how hard it's been for me i know and maybe it looks different for you and i because it seems like you're maybe a little more positive about it than i am but i think also for me this is where i'm at right now yeah Yeah. where even though that's the thing it's imbalanced because you're doing your own thing and i'm doing my own thing yeah right yeah we have we're experiencing it from different perspectives yes you know from our own perspective because you're busy doing stuff most of the time (laughs) uh not the last two weeks i guess but like I was on my uh, prolonged sabbatical spring break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two weeks spring break for him, which is just unheard of. Yeah. It was first off. Wild. I mean, I did some but. work, but um, what was I going to say? When you were saying it went from like heavy to heavier, I was just thinking like, yeah, but we're getting stronger so we can carry it better. Mm. So it's like lifting weights. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you move up in weight. Yeah. It's like you do 25 pounds and it's like, that's so hard, like at first. But then like you move up to 40 
and it's like that threshold of pain that you're pushing through. Yeah. It's kind of the same every time, even though the actual weight is going up, you know? Yeah. But also, I feel like it went from harder to hard. <laughs> it was like backwards. Does that make sense? Like last year was obviously harder. Well, last year it was kind so. of a season of like brokenness, you know? Yeah. And then now, in a really weird way, God like swapped things around to make this be a very hyper structured season yeah. for, for both of us, really. I would say more for me because of my career path and all the moving parts that it takes to be being in a graduate program, getting in person experiential hours for you know, 25 hours a week unpaid, plus working on top of that and being married and living in one of the most expensive (laughs) cities in the U.S., Honolulu. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, and there is obviously sacrifice on your side as well, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just basing my emotions off of, not just off of this, but this morning I did our laundry at the laundromat, which Drew already knows about this. But I like almost broke down and started crying in that laundromat because it just felt like that's what my life has felt like. I like carried three or four bags worth of laundry first off into our car by myself, load after load downstairs into the car, loaded it up, go and have to go get um, money from the bank, then take the money to the laundromat. Then I have to unload all this laundry into the laundromat. And then I start putting laundry into the dryer, not knowing it's the dryer. Then I have to take it out and put it into a washer. Then I realize the washer's $14 to start this load. So I'm like, I need to do a different one because I can't, I'm not going to do that. So I go to a different one and it was half the price, but half the load. So then I have to uh, divide it and put it into two washers. And then I wash the three loads and the three washers and I put them in the dryer. And then the dryer is like 175, no problem. That's great. Put them in the dryer, not to know, knowing that, not knowing that the dryer is not going to dry them. So then I have to put them in a different dryer that has a credit card thing because I don't have any more quarters because I just used $20 worth of quarters. So then I put half of the load into the dryer because I don't want to do all the load because then it won't dry. So I do that for another 20 minutes. Then it doesn't even dry. So then I get it all out and I said, screw it. I'm just taking wet stuff home and I'm going to lay it out and just let it dry in our hot Mm. freaking house with my dog. So Mm. then... That's like what my life feels right now like is like I'm just like unloading stuff by myself, loading stuff by myself, trying to figure out laundry mat situation, dryer, washer, not knowing what I'm doing. And then leaving with and it. And then leaving with it just not, not dried. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm leaving whatever said work or said social interaction or said whatever night. I leave it and thinking I'm not even satisfied right now by any of this. Nothing's even helping me with this predicament I'm in of just feeling lonely and depressed. Like I just, and then I think part of it's too that I'm still unraveling all of the stuff I felt from last year of like really trying to like work through the deep, deep seated things that I was feeling that hurt and that I haven't unraveled because they're too scary to unravel, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, unraveling them slowly without even knowing it. So, like it's almost subconscious. All of a sudden I start talking with a friend and I'm like, oh wow, I forgot about that. You know? 
So I think it's just it's just a lot for me. Yeah, peeling back layers of the onion. Yeah, which I was doing. I was doing the hard work last year too. So I thought, oh, it'll be fine this year. Yeah, I I thought like whenever I got sober and like worked, it was the first time I ever like worked hard at anything in my whole life, <laughs> and like really went all in and worked my butt off. And then I was yeah. like, okay, once this is done. Things are going to be a lot lighter, <laughs> simpler, and that. But little did I know, everything I was learning in recovery, like looking at myself, taking inventory, like trying to have harmony with other people, trying to care for other people and not just myself, right? being honest about weakness and honest about shortcomings. I was like, I thought that that was going to be my salvation and it was mm. but also it was like you're learning these things because these are the tools that you're going to use <laughs> your entire life in right. every single season <laughs> because every single season has selfishness disorder hard work challenge right. misunderstanding spiritual confusion like those elements are always knocking at your door and so mm -hmm. to stay ahead of the curve right and surf the wave Mm -hmm. right of god's grace right and not have to figure it all out yourself it's like it's kind of a cumulative process it's like you know how when we were younger when we had to take math classes each math class would build yeah. on the previous one that you don't just start with calculus right you know what i mean it's like calculus and then before that is like pre-cal geometry and then before geometry is algebra before algebra is just simple basic rudimentary math yeah. And so it's like all the way down to where you're counting Cheerios, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And and that's it's not to be discouraging, like life's a never ending pile of well, crap that you're climbing. You know, it's not nothing like that. It's like, wow, like sometimes when you take a step back and you look at how far you've come, you're like, wow, like I've I'm strong, yeah. you know, like and. A, a true strength, not just like a theoretical strength of knowing a bunch of stuff, but like I've lived through some stuff, I've overcome some stuff, and you know this isn't a brag. I, I'm speaking in general. Like I'm sure everybody who's listening can identify this, and and I want and if uh, yeah, and I want you to reflect on your life right now. Those who are listening, and like look at the hardship that you've overcome, you know, and you may have minimized it, or maybe. You know, you just thought, oh, it's not that hard. It's just real life. Everyone goes through it. It's like, well, yes and no. Like, give yourself some credit, too. Yeah, minimizing some is credit. not the answer. Okay, so what I kind of had, Epiphany, as you're saying this, is like, so you can disagree if you want, but for me, like, the tasking and the adulting has always just kind of been fine. Yeah. It's the dishes. It's the laundry. Mm -hmm. It's the groceries. It's the this, this, and this. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. It's life. I'll do it. For me, what I have trouble with is the emotional capacity yeah. that things take on me. Yeah. I just I just have a hard time it's hard. with emotions. Yeah, it's challenging. And I didn't learn them, and I'm learning them as an adult. What do you mean learning them? Like, like I'm learning like how to talk about them and how to cope with them and like mm. what what like identify in my body what I'm feeling and thinking and not minimizing things and not sweeping them under the rug, but truly being having honest conversations with 
friends or family members or my husband about things that are hurting me or things that I need to apologize for or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's messy. And it's hard. It's so hard for me. And I think the opposite's true for you. You you dive headfirst into all of that. You know, before this, Drew does, he did a breathing exercise because he knew he needed to do that in order for this to work. And for me, I just tasked the whole time. I did the dishes. I set up the podcast stuff. I did some of the laundry. Like the tasking comes so easy for me and the emotional side comes easy for you, but it's hard for you to task and continue tasking. Like adulting in that aspect is hard for you. Yeah. It's like I was grappling with like like surrender looking at myself like through like taking a a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself like just doing all this self-examination and stuff to Mm -hmm. try to be like a better person and trying to understand what I was feeling what my what I learned from my family I was like doing this stuff I like when I, I started doing it when I was like 19 because I had to because right. that was part of my recovery path. Not because I chose to, not because I'm moral and ethical, but it's like I was doing that. But meanwhile, I didn't like, but meanwhile, like my mom was doing my laundry <laughs> and like I didn't yeah. know how to form those pivotal, like I didn't know how to balance my time. I didn't know how to like take care of my car. Like yeah. I didn't finances. Yeah, finances, like cutting clipping my nails, like <laughs> yeah. having a routine. Thing like that's, things all that those, come like, hard practical, like human tasking, adulting stuff that a lot of people find really simple. It's like that to me was like, you know, quantum Wake physics. Up call. Yeah. Whereas like Oh yeah, let me like look at myself and the generational patterns in my family and how it affects me and with my friends and how I can use that experience to empathize better with you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of like And that stuff takes what I lean everything toward. out of me. It's kind of funny, yeah. And that neither one is better or worse than no. the other. They're both so important. Well, that's why we complement each other because the tasking stuff's so easy for me. Right. And the emotional stuff is not. And I need you to help me work through some of that. Not all of it, obviously. You can't be my <laughs> therapist. But, <laughs> you know, you can be my partner helping me through emotional baggage mm-hmm. that you ha- yourself have gone through, but then also that you yourself are going through with me. Yeah. So. I think it's cool like that we're unearthing new things right now as we're recording the podcast because that was some of our vision before we started was like using the podcast almost as like, an accountability for an hour yeah. to where we like talk. have very intentional conversation, yeah. you know, and then, and insights will reveal themselves as we do it. So we're doing it. Yeah. Nice. Well, well let's <laughs> use the rest of our time. There's the intro. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the topic <laughs> yet. After all that, oh man, I need to just breathe. Oh, Get it? Yeah. And that leads us into our topic for the week is actually breathing. breathing. Different types of breathing. Breathing. We all know it. We all do it. <laughs> we can do it subconsciously. Ruach. We can do it consciously. Yep. We can control our breath. But also, we don't have to think about our breath. Our breath will also breathe itself. Yes. It's kind of a metaphor for free will versus God's will. Mm. So God's will will keep going carry it out yep you know his sovereignty will prevail yeah but then also 
we can kind of control our breath too. Yes. To m- be intentional about what we breathe life into. That's right. right. And the Holy Spirit is breath. Like it comes in the wind. You know, that's what it says in the Bible. Ruach, which is Hebrew for breath. And so the Holy Spirit is also our breath. It's what gives us life, right? It breathes air back into our lungs. So this is a really important topic. And Drew loves learning about I'm a breather. <laughs> I was used to tell Ryan that. He'd be like, dude, why are you sighing over there? I'm like, I'm just a breather. Yeah. I don't know. The, it's just a very good centering tool. You know? I wouldn't know because Drew needs to take over on this topic because... I don't do any breath work. Let's be honest. I am no expert. I actually have a hard time watching Drew <laughs> do one yeah, of these it gives methods. Yeah, anxiety. So I'm we'll talk about that. But anyways, take it. Take it away, babe. All right. So with breathing, it is an interesting thing. And Sabrina brought up the good, um, good point that the, the breath of life is, is tangibly god's sustaining spirit right in our life right yeah and so it's not some weird new age mystical thing it's like no we need to breathe to live <laughs> and also like it's a it's a representation of spirituality and right. the life the life force if you will yeah so there's different types of breathing um <laughs> and basically the types that we're going to talk about, you could kind of separate them into a couple categories. Well, three categories, really. There's power breathing, which is a in, like intense, deep breathing, fast breathing. It's meant to uh, sort of bring your energy and focus and adrenaline up mm. and your immunity up. Interesting. Because normally when you think of breath, you think it's right. supposed to slow you down. Right. Exactly. So this there's different types. So this type is more of like an energizing mm. breath. You're expanding the capacity of your lungs. You're, um, yeah, you're stimulating and bringing more oxygen into your cells um, to, regen- to restore and regenerate your yeah. life. And then, uh, so that's power breathing. Uh, and these are just like the subgroups. I'm going to go into the specific techniques right. within all of these. And yeah. there's several in each category. So power breathing. And then there's like breathing for relaxation, right. which is the one we typically hear of, right? It's mm-hmm. like okay, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And what that's doing is that's just stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system to help calm you down yeah. so you can rest and digest, okay? So that's relaxed breathing. Power breathing, relaxed breathing. And then the last one is mindful breathing. And mindful breathing, where it is relaxing, um, is more of an exercise of establishing an uh, attitude of curiosity and um, non-judgmental thinking. Uh, sorry, you probably hear Sabrina snapping at Sorry, Zally. that's Zally. I just want to make sure he's okay. Um, but yeah, mindful, uh, more mindful breathing is more geared toward being in the present moment of observing the actual sensation of breathing, um, being in the present right here, right now, because that's where life happens. Yeah. Right? 
Um, eternity happens within a moment, you know, and within every moment there's an eternity. Mm. And so, um, with power breathing, the, the, uh, the method that I'm going to talk about is the Wim Hof method. So Wim Hof is a guy's name. Um, he is a Dutch guy. Um, and he created kind of a full wellness system. Um, and he's also the guy who's responsible for this new trend of cold plunging. It's not even really a new trend because he's been doing it for a long time, like decades and decades. But mm. for whatever reason, people are really getting into the cold plunge. So the cold therapy um, is another aspect of his method. Uh, we won't go too into that, but uh, we're going to focus on his breathing today. Mm -hmm. But the Wim Hof method. Um, is essentially um, you're doing rounds of 30 to 40 deep breaths, uh, approximately three to four rounds. Um, and in between each round, you do a breath hold for between a minute and two minutes long. Some people can go even longer. Mm, wow. And then, um, yeah. And so essentially what the Wim Hof method is, is you're inhaling as deep as you can into your belly, mm -hmm. into your diaphragm, and then inhaling in the same breath all the way up to the top of your lungs, like into your chest. So you're filling up your lungs from bottom to top, okay? And you're doing it fast. You're doing it pretty vigorously. You're like, right? And then you just let it out. That's one rep. And then so it it sounds a little something like this for like 30 reps. You're going. Right. And you're doing that 30 times. And then after that 30 times on the 30th exhale, you hold and you feel your body tingling. You're almost kind of lightheaded. It's almost a controlled hyperventilation. And you're activating um, the stress response in your body. There's adrenaline flowing a little bit. Um, there's oxygen going to your muscles and to your brain. And so you're doing that for three rounds. And then afterward, you feel like euphoric and high and focused and energized. It's a great way to shift your energy, like especially if you're feeling groggy or if you're feeling like you know, if you're feeling groggy, unfocused, if you have brain fog, if or just fatigue in general, it's a good way to really like reset your nervous system. Um, so that's Wim Hof breathing. We'll put all these in the description. This one makes me super anxious to watch Drew do because that inhaling and exhaling just sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds like something's wrong, and I, yeah. Yeah. Listening to it over and over for 30 to 40 reps is a lot. Yeah, and that's what you're doing. You're kind of simulating stress. It's like <laughs> if you go toward the stress yourself through working out, through uncomfortable conversations, through growth, then you don't have to worry about stress coming to you because you're going toward it. Mm. So this is stressful simulations. Uh, uh, simulating that and then so that's Wim Hof method that's a form of power breathing uh -huh. and then the next one um let's do we'll do the relaxed breathing and so within the relaxed breathing category uh, I'm going to talk about box breathing um extended exhale breathing 
and diaphragmatic breathing. So box breathing um, is a type of breathing where you're inhaling for four seconds. So we can do it together. Inhale for four. Hold for four. Exhale for four. Hold for four. Inhale for four. And you repeat. So the reason it's box breathing is because if you, because you're doing four seconds equally on each part of the breathing. And so if you look at it at a diagram, it's like four holding, four, four by four by four by four. Yeah. That's why it's a box yeah. or four by four, right? And so in for a count of four, hold for a count of four, out for a count of four, uh, and then hold again for a count of four, and then repeat that. Okay. Um, and that's just a relaxing tool. You can do that if you're having like performance anxiety, if you're about to give a presentation, if you're about to have a hard situation, if you just had a difficult conversation with a family member or a coworker or a boss or something like that. It's just a way to sort of center yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to box breathing, there's also the extended exhale. And so I mentioned the first one that we did, the Wim Hof method. So that one is a, is a stimulating, energizing breath. So that's, st that's um, stimulating the uh, sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is responsible for fight or flight. So that's more active. Okay. So the Wim Hof method, that's stimulating the sympathetic nervous system. That's giving you energy. Whereas uh, these relaxation ones are triggering a parasympathetic response, mm. which causes you to slow down, slowed thinking, slower breathing, resting, better digestion, uh, less muscle tension, things like that. Gotcha. So when you do an ex a long exhale, it stimulates parasympathetic. When you do a fast and deep inhale, it stimulates fight or flight. Yeah. Because think about if if somebody like scares you, yeah. if you're, you know, they jump scare you around a corner, what's your response? <gasps> you know why you yeah. do that? Is you're bringing in the oxygen because you're either going to run away yeah. and, or you're going to fight them, yeah. fight or flight, right? Yeah. And so um, for the relaxation breathing, the exhale is what comes down. So the extended exhale um, you'll breathe in for about four seconds. So in two, three, four, hold for three. And then you just let your air out. Don't push it out. Let it out for a count of seven. Oh. And then you hold for three. And let's try that one again. So in for three, two, three, hold for three, two, three. Let it out slowly. Purse your lips. Seven. Think about it like you're blowing out a big birthday cake with like 50 candles on it. It's like a slow, controlled exhale okay. for seven. And then um, the last of the relaxed breathing that we're going to talk about is diaphragmatic breathing. So the diaphragm is in the lower part uh, of your abdomen. So the diaphragm is the muscle that just helps um, expand and contract the lungs. And so diaphragmatic breathing or belly breathing, as we call it, is like basically you're just trying to fill up your belly like it's a big balloon. Instead of inhaling up shallowly, 
into like the rib cage and the chest and the shoulders, you're actually going to be inhaling deep into your belly and like filling a balloon. Mm. Like you can even put your hands on it okay. like you're expecting. <laughs> and then you just grow that baby. You just. <sighs> you can feel it expanding. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of times we shallow breathe yeah. throughout our whole life. A lot of times we want to be, we're up toward the top of our lungs going. <laughs> and that's not, we're not relaxed. We're always in fight or flight. Or I was like, oh my God, now we're in survival mode. That's survival brain. You know, cre- creativity happens in rest, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the relaxation breathing. And then um, the last one I want to talk about is mindful breathing. So mindful breathing is actually where you focus on the physical sensations in your body when you're breathing. And so Sabrina, just kind of start breathing regular, okay? And with mindful breathing, you're actually not controlling the breath. Don't manipulate the breath in any way. Observe it as if you were observing your heartbeat. Observe it as if it's something happening automatically, okay? Observe the pace of it. Observe and just feel what it feels like for your stomach to expand, for your clothing to move around. Whenever your stomach's expanding, what it feels like going into your nostrils, maybe at the tip of your nose or even further up uh, in the bridge of your nose. Maybe what it feels like going into your throat. Maybe you can notice your muscles relaxing. You can look, listen to what it sounds like. What does it feel like leaving your body? So you're just tuning in to what your automatic God-given breath feels like. And you're not analyzing it. You're not manipulating it. Uh, you're not wondering why it is the way you're just observing it as if it was a stream. As you're sitting on the bank of a stream watching the water go by. You're not identifying with it, interacting with it. You're just observing it as it is. And what this does is it gives a mindful perspective. So our brains um, have this gift of analysis and planning and pattern recognition. Mm. However, we can't be in that state all the time because it takes us out of the present. That's the irony of it. We need all those things, but if we're constantly planning, analyzing, we're going to miss the raw experience of the moment. Right. Right. Um, And so I'm not saying those things are bad, planning, pattern recognition, things like that. Like they're necessary because without vision, people perish, you know. And it's good to have discernment and knowledge and knowledge is power and and education, certainly. However, the mindful perspective is it's an exercise of turning off that analytical brain and just experiencing the raw sensations of your breath in the moment. Wow. Yeah. Which one do you find yourself gravitating towards most of the time? Um, Usually... Uh, I like Wim Hof because it's very tangible mm. and it's, it takes a lot of focus and it's, you have to really um, engage to do it. 
Um, whereas like sometimes with the mindful breathing, you know, I find my mind wandering quite a bit, which is okay. You know, that's part of mindful breathing is there's going to be other things that distract you and it's okay. You can just gently return your attention back, back to the breath. And if it wanders again, that's okay. You bring it back. But I like the Wim Hof because it's very focusing and the effect that it produces is very tangible. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of a sensation seeker. Yeah. Like, and so it, it's a, it is a chain. It is a radical change in physiology. Yeah. Whereas sometimes the, like while the relaxed breathing does slow things down and give me peace, it's not as instant, yeah. you know? And so that might be to my own fault, right? Because I'm looking at, you know, that it's instant gratification. But um, yeah, I gravitate toward that because it's very tangible and the effect produced from it gives me energy and focus every single time. Wow. Like every single time. And I always feel better after doing it. Now, the I like to do the extended exhale. I do that one like, while I'm like walking, mm. I'll just like try to really focus on getting that nice long exhale, blowing out all those candles at the birthday party. Um, so Wim Hof extended exhale, and then um, the uh, mindful, mindful breathing, mm. just observing it. So I'm already yeah. feeling much um, calmer and peaceful. Just from you walking through all those, especially the mindful breathing, just like having you do the mindfulness part of it for me. And then it's just like directing my brain where to go. And I wasn't thinking of anything else besides what you were saying. Nice. Yeah. When I do these, a lot of times I do guided versions of them. I have recordings that I listen to while I do them for that same reason. It helps to focus me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was so informative. Thank you, babe. Welcome. Breath of fresh air. That's right. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot from that because there is so many breathing techniques and to have someone walk you through it is really helpful. Yeah, there's a million and one and there's a lot. Yeah, of, there are. The reason I picked these is because a lot of them are evidence-based. Mm. Like there's been studies on all of these. Right. Because there's a lot of snake oil and experimental breath work and things like that out there. Right. And these are more... Um, evidence-based like with box breathing um extended exhale uh, mindful breathing they've done tons of studies that show you know an impact on less cortisol which is the stress hormone better focus uh better um satisfaction with life etc cetera, etc cetera. and then with wim hof method there's e- they've even seen improvements in immunity whoa yeah um it's crazy. With just breath work or all just, of it? Just the breath part. Not even wow. the, the cold therapy, but the cold therapy does I help with that I need to breathe more. <sighs> yeah. Thank you so much, babe. Yeah, of course. You know what I was thinking is we haven't done this segment in a while, but I have a Hawaiian word for us. The Hawaiian word of the week is ha. Do you know what breath. ha means? Is it breath? Yep. Oh, I knew it. Ha. Good H-A. guess. H-A. Ha is breath. <laughs> In Hawaiian. So. It almost sounds like a chant, you know? Like, <gasps> 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 <laughs> What's the one that the Polynesian, the haka? The haka? Yeah. You know, oh. the, the dancer. They, <gasps> yeah, you know, that's, the big, that's not guys. Hawaiian, though. No. That's from. Um, it's Polynesian. It's from yeah, it's New a, Zealand. It's an island. Yeah. 
It's New Zealand. Yeah. Where their like eyes go crazy and their eyebrows go up and their tongue goes out. And they stick their tongue out. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to scare demons away. Yeah, they do it like in rugby and football and all that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, babe. This was a great episode learning about breathing techniques. I hope that they were helpful to everybody. Yeah, try them out. I'm going to put some links um, in the description of some guided, uh, just on YouTube, some guided sessions. Some really good like clinical scripts that these people read off of because again there's a lot of experimental stuff out there i'm not saying don't try it it's just this is what's been tested in a clinical setting and so um these are tried and true um you know ways to do it so yeah i'll put some of that info in there and um just try them out you know it's good tools it's free right you and it brings a whole new meaning to getting high on your own supply (laughs) (laughs) high on your own oxygen supply oh my gosh well speaking of ego no (laughs) um follow us on instagram more like my instagram that's pretty much what i'm most active on it's sabrina my middle name's d-a-y-a-n larson l-a-r-s-o-n follow us on instagram follow us on facebook follow us on our instagram for the drew brina show um which is the drew brina show on instagram youtube we even have a TikTok. So, yeah. Um, and follow, follow along as we are on this journey together in the ha breath of life of life. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you next week. Take a deep breath and have a good rest of your day. Aloha. Aloha.